Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Well, this is weird. Last time on the podcast, we were in Belgium and looking forward to a classic spring, already speculating about who looked on form for the Ronde and whether we were in for a wet Roubaix. Now everything's changed, and even the idea of a grand tour with thousands of people, bikes and vehicles traversing the roads of Europe for three weeks at a time seems far-fetched. In the UK and elsewhere, domestic and grassroots racing has also suffered, with a range of events already falling victim to COVID-19. Maybe it's time for a rethink all round. If so, our first guest on this edition is well ahead of that particular curve. Alec Briggs has some big plans and very different thinking for this season, events permitting. I spoke to him ahead of the party to launch his Techers team. Remember when parties were a thing. Also on this edition, rulers Stuart Clapp, a man who doesn't really do social distancing, direct from his panic room near Southend. This is the Ruler podcast, supported by Lacquer, bicycle insurance powered by the community. Alec Briggs, um, you're uh, relaunching, I guess, the uh, Techers team uh, this evening. Uh, by the sound of it, it's not going to be a standard uh, team launch, is it? No. No, I, yeah, you say relaunch. I never really properly launched it. I just kind of went, look, here's this thing I'm doing. And then I thought now was a good time to make it a bit more official um like have a website show kind of what we're going to do we've always said what we want to do in terms of change the game a little bit offer cycling something new we've been working on that for the last two years and now it's time to like launch it and present it and just offer it out from anything from like crazy weird videos which are not anything like cycling's kind of had before to just an interesting way to launch a kit and buy some merch and listen to some music and yeah just getting all my favorite loves of like music cycling cars motorbikes fashion lumping it all in one night and going i hope you lot like it and if you don't then i'm screwed <laughs> that's it that's it really so what would you say is the difference between you know uh, techers and a lot of the other teams that are around at the moment i think um the other teams are I think they're following a normal pattern and they, they've, they've got a trajectory where they go, these are the races we need to go and do, which are like often, you know, pro conti races, UCI races, and we've got to go and get results at them. And we need to convince people to give us money to do that and hope that our results are enough in return for those sponsors to keep them on on board next year. And I think we've seen from lower level domestic all the way to world tour with like Tinkoff and stuff, that doesn't really work. And I think something needs to change and for cycling to be sustainable um, I feel like teams have got to start operating a little bit differently and making up their 
their own content and not just being dictated by the race calendar, but putting on their own things. They're bringing their own vibe. And you know what? You ever seen the movie The Warriors? You know how like everyone has their own crew and they've each got their own thing going for them and you buy into which one you like. like I always like the guys with the baseball baseball outfits and the masks and stuff because I thought them guys look cool and it's like you choose what you think looks cool whether it's the roller skates and whatnot and I think people need to just start doing that and how we run is how we run and you know I just as long as I'm doing what stays true to myself I hope people like it but I don't really care if they do or not it's just it's my outlet. It's cool. But you're a serious racing team, aren't you? Because you're signing up or, you know, you've got some really strong people riding for you this season and, and you're pretty good yourself. Thanks. Um, yeah, it's amazing who we've got on this this year. And I think going back to what you said, how are we different to other teams? Um, I'm trying to be rider first. I don't want the team, the riders to have to fit the team. I want the team to be able to fit the riders. So if like Felix, who's just jumped on board, comes on and says, yo, I need to do a few crits to get me warmed up for like some track races coming up and um, whatever those goals may be. And we'll go, yeah, we'll go and hit the right races to help you get ready for your big goal. With Eleanor jumping on board, she didn't want to have the stresses of racing on the road and perhaps getting hurt like she did at Ride London. So she wants to come race with us where she can pick and choose what she does and have a nice sort of build up to Olympics, which is stress-free. And then also be in a good position to be like fighting for a world tour contract post Olympics in 2021. And the fact that, you know, we're a better option than any other UK, maybe, maybe not, but you know, that's what she's been left with. <laughs> um, but the fact, you know, she's doing that with us and we can help her do that whilst, you know, top tier, help her get to a world tour contract and then help someone like Ewan, who's just turned 17, kind of stay in school, understand how to balance school, social life and cycling also whilst trying to pursue world tour dreams then that's wicked i don't think anyone else has got that flexibility and that's what i take pride in when i want to help riders out and what i can offer to the, t- the riders coming onto the team uh, the name techers it kind of comes from a sort of footballing phrase really doesn't it about you know skill and technique and that's actually important about your riding and and the kind of ethos of the team isn't it because it's about not just the power output and the aero kit it's about being able to ride a bike and having fun riding a bike exactly um something i really want to do is encourage younger riders to stay in the sport and enjoy it um and i feel like what i noticed was a trend of younger riders like when i was 15 i was riding on borrow bikes aluminium this and that and you know times have changed of course and it is like that is like 10 years ago but um still like the kit and the the money i see getting chucked at like coaches and the the pressure to be the most aero and the fastest and have the biggest wattage or whatever, um, FTPs. I don't think that's necessarily healthy for young kids whilst growing up in the scene. I feel like if everyone was on the same bike and they were learning how to race whilst focus on getting themselves aerodynamic and strong and not worrying about their kit and getting unfair advantages over kids who haven't got as much money, the sport would probably be in a better place. And I think you'd probably build maybe some better well-rounded individuals who could then go and deal with the pressures of cycling there and there on and yeah by promoting techers and saying look worry about your technique worry about your skill learn how to be efficient focus on taking as much speed as you can out of a corner rather than wasting energy trying to catch back on and if if we can teach that to them now you know they can learn all the aerodynamic and like buy all the watt saving socks and all that stuff later on but Let's teach them the core basics now and forget all that stuff and just let kids have some fun. Because you can win races with skills, can't you? Uh, as much as you can with yeah, power. Yeah, all the time, man. Like any race, any race I've won, I'm not the strongest guy in the race. I don't, I don't think I've ever been the strongest guy in the race. I've never been that strong. 
but I just take pride on being efficient, using my head, getting myself in the right position, winning races like that. And if, a, if you can teach that to a kid and teach them how to finesse everyone, like say if like Ewan, right, he's 17 right now, he learns a bit more about positioning and stuff and whatever. Say he's in like a, a break at like under 23 world champs or world champs or whatever. And he's not the strongest guy in the race, but from learning riding with us that he's how to save his energy and kick out of a turn and take carry his speed. Come the end of the race, it's a level playing field. He could win that sprint, you know, it's just, well, I just love the idea of that. Because you beat Fabian Cancellara the other weekend, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> and he can ride a bike. He, he can ride a bike pretty well. I think he might have had too big a gear on, but um, yeah, fair play to Fabian. He really got stuck in. He even got crashed out and got back up and got back on. And I was like, this guy's, this guy's in for it. Um, and that was uh, a race, uh, an indoor go-kart track or something. Was it a fixed gear race? Yeah, it's, Indoor it's, go-kart It's track. called Rad Race Last Man Standing. So it's an elimination format, a.k.a. Devil. One out every lap. And you go through um, 180 riders, 10 start in each round. And you go down until there's um, eight riders left in the final. 16 laps. Last one, last one out. Wins, essentially. And that's not a traditional race, is it? That's not no. the sort of thing that uh, people are used to competing in or that the sport's used to promoting. You, you know what? I, um, I too, have my, my ideas on how cycling should be run. I don't see the, the point in the mass road races we have televised on TV right now. Like, I, don't, I don't really get it. That's just me. I love like intense, short criteriums. I think they're more spectator-friendly. I think they're more sustainable. I think you can generate revenue and sponsors a lot easier for them. And um, something that like fixed gear racing has done is captured that short, intense chaos. And spectators love it. My friends that are not into cycling love it because they can see it unfold in front of them in the space of 10 minutes, half an hour, an hour. And it's just, yeah, Rad Race captures that beautifully. It's people inside a go-kart track, the vibe's cool, the music's cool. It's very obvious what's happening. It's short, it's intense, and everyone walks away having a wicked time. Now, you mentioned Eleanor Barker, who's riding with you uh, this year. She can't be here today because she's, uh, she's unwell. Um, but you're Felix English as well. Felix is here, isn't he? Can yeah, you yeah, Felix. Grab him? Let's, let's grab Felix. He, you know what, actually? He's, so currently we're at like, Levi's right now, and um, they're kitting us out for the year, which is sick because they help sponsor the team. And uh, I think he's in there trying out some jeans. So um, i tell you who we could get in. Ali. Do you want to come have a chat? Welcome to the Ruler Podcast. First of all, what's your, what's your full name? Ali Sheehan. <laughs> and how did you get into uh, bike racing? So I used to be a runner um, and someone was like, oh, come, come ride bikes. So I was like, okay. Um, so my first race that I ever did was around a, um, like a go-kart track. Um, so I've been racing since I was maybe like 14. So quite a long time. Yeah. Um, but it took me a while to find kind of my niche for what I really like doing. Um, I did like the classic of like doing everything for a while. And then last year, I saw that someone called Harriet Owens was doing some racing over in the US. And I thought, that's pretty cool. Like, I want to do a bit more of that. Um, so I guest rode for a team called Butcher Box over there um, and did a load of crit racing for six weeks. And it was mega. <laughs> yeah. That was something that instantly I thought was the coolest thing. Ali was just like, yeah, I'm just going to go take myself and do these races I want to do. And um, just independent boss. <laughs> I just thought that was wicked. And I would love, you know, for Ali, the reason, one of the reasons we brought Ali on, not just because she's a wicked racer, but because she can help teach younger girls how to go and do that. And yeah, just help us run some training sessions on go-kart tracks and yeah. smash it up on cornering. It's just perfect fit. Um, 
so yeah, sick to have Ali on. So is it mainly the uh, crit racing that you're that you're keen on? And, yeah, and good at, yeah, I mean, as I say, I've done kind of everything, but that's what I like. That's what I'm good at. So I may as well smash it up. <laughs> when Alec was like, "So, what do you want to do this year?" I was like, "Pardon, <laughs> you, you don't really get that with with teams so much. Just that um, it's kind of like a mix of bike racing and." creativeness that comes together in this awesome fusion um, that just allows you to be the bike racer you want to be. Yeah, I think her and Honor together as a pairing. Um, Honor quite new into the sport. Ali's been in it a bit longer. They've both got their own experiences and they're both wicked. I think them as a double team and then you chuck Eleanor in there as well. I think in terms of building a team that's built by women and is women first and not like a men's team just trying to shoehorn a women's team in yeah that does seem to be one of the appeals of crit racing as well that it's it's, it's popular with a lot of uh, women because it's it, it seems to treat the riders equally doesn't it yeah um so when i was racing in the u.s all the prize money was the same um i think it's quite an attainable event to train for if for example, you're balancing loads of things like you have children or you have a full-time job. You can train to race really hard for an hour and to nail it. Thank you, Ali. Do you want to bring Felix in? Because I think he's done changing jeans now. So we have actually now been joined by Felix English. Uh, Felix, first of all, congratulations, because after the weekend, you're now qualified um, to go to Tokyo You've, uh, for yeah. the Olympics in the Madison. It wasn't expected. Like We've been working towards it for a few years, but... The odds were stacked against us, but things just went right, and we've done it. So uh, we're happy, boys. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that was the maddest race I've ever seen. It yeah, was, like it was. I had anxiety watching that from how quick it was on the front. It was done. It's the kind of race that, like, if you you put one foot wrong at any point in the 200 laps, you're done. Like it's just so so hard now that you can't afford any mistakes. And we just had one of those rare occasions where everything just goes right. And happened at the right time for us and we're lucky but it's, again like so excited we were talking uh, a little while ago about kind of bike riding skill and how important it is and actually watching the world championship over the weekend there was some slightly dodgy riding going on wasn't there in yeah, some of the events it's got it's got worse really it's like it's got that hard like you see some of the guys setting new world records and it's like they've pulled away from the rest of the bunch and it's just like people aren't able to compete with that at the moment so like people take more risks and they're more tired so it's just it's chaos. It's just been chaos. And the Worlds wasn't too bad compared to some of the World Cups where we've had six crashes a race. It's like every time you make a change, you're just expecting someone to like come underneath you or hit you from behind. But no, the Worlds was okay. It was only one crash and it was because of mechanical. So we were lucky there as well. Apart from Tokyo, um, what are your plans with Tekkers for the season? Well, we have, I don't think we've announced the dates yet, but we have Tour Series in May. Um, and you'll be riding the tour series in Tekka's colours, will you? Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's my first. Oh, back in the tour series for the first time in, I think, four years. Like I used to race with some other UK teams, but my first time back in it again. I'm looking forward to it. I needed that kind of a break away from it to like refresh and look at different things. But also hope to get on the track with Alec as well. Like we've, uh, he was over in Mallorca with me a few weeks ago, and we were on the track together. So hopefully we can venture out into the track together and get some Madison done and I think one thing we need to remember is that Felix has always been so sick at riding a bike <laughs> and it was like even like for, I remember watching him I was like Nocturne in like was that 2011 yeah it would have been yeah yeah and that was um, and I was just like rah guys on rails so like yeah, just, you were saying the other day it's like, oh, I'm worried about getting more like cornering back yeah. I was like trust me five laps in be fine yeah so yeah it's just 
it's it's crazy. It's, it's perfect for Tekkers to have someone like Fuchs on the team, man. I'm really looking forward to racing with him. Should be sick. And what's what was from your point of view, Felix? What was the appeal of um, joining an outfit like Tekkers and, and riding with with Alec across the season? Well, I've known Alec for a long time since we were like what 13, 14 years yeah, old. Probably, probably yeah. So it's someone I can trust, which is nice. Like it's quite rare in the cycling industry sometimes. And then I got kind of a bit bored, really. Like rode for UK continental teams or whatever. And it's just like, it's the same stuff every single year, same people. And it's the same approach to everything. Whereas Alex taking a completely different approach. And it's like, it's more exciting. It's more fun. It's got more offer to like the athletes, but also like the sponsors as well. Like it's more exciting. So I'm just looking forward to doing something different. So it sounds like exciting plans then, uh, Alec, for the uh, year ahead. Yeah, it is it? Is, yeah, on every. Is, I haven't been excited, this excited for a, a, a year in a long time, and um, the last two years have been a bit of trial and error. I feel like now finally got the vision, kind of done enough work to realize how it's actually going to play out, and um, I'm excited for this year, racing wise, results wise. You know, in terms of helping kids, helping women. You know, like starting a women's team. I think everything's going to come good. It's it's going to be a cool year. Enjoy the party tonight. Thanks. I'm just annoyed you can't be there, Ian, because I know you'd be like, fully rocking out. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. So my name is Oren Peleg, and I'm an investor in Lekka. Three things that really caught my eye. The first one is, is they're looking to change the insurance industry, which is a very large industry and I think needs change. The second thing is, is I'm deeply passionate about getting people on two wheel. We need to address our congestion and pollution crisis, and I believe that two wheels have a massive role to play in that. And the third thing is, I can see a growing trend around companies building on the strong communities that they have. And I think Lacquer's business model in the way they tap into the community of cyclists is something that's very much on trend at the moment. And you can find out more about Lacker's approach to insurance on their website, laka.co.uk. Stuart Clapp, you weren't on the last podcast. A lot of people were worried that you were self-isolating, but happily you're not. At least you're not yet. No, I've been self-isolating for years. Um, well, it coincides with me uh, starting a freelance career. Um, in fact, I've just come back from a self-isolation ride because it's really sunny and I thought I'd make the most of it while, uh, while I still can. Well, that's what's happened in Italy as well, because I was thinking, oh, well, actually, if we get locked down, we can still go out for rides on our own. But in Italy, it's very strict. You're not allowed uh, to go out, partly in case you fall off and then take up the time of hospitals and paramedics. Yeah, that's right. It's, um, I, I was going to get my high, high horse then, yeah, but there are more uh, car accidents. Uh, but I don't want to be like, but yeah, um, I think we might be training indoors before too long which will send me absolutely mental i don't i don't really like training indoors but it feels weird like moaning about it or trying to like stay away from it it's like trying to moan about the weather there's not much we can do about it we've just got to ride it out and sort of <laughs> the irony of riding it out we've got to just sort of really look after ourselves as best we can look after um people around us and just sort of mindful that if we are training inside that we're not overdoing it. Like the thing with endurance sport is that there's that old adage, isn't there? Is a fine line between an informed cyclist and, and one that's poorly. A lot of like endurance exercise and all this sort of stuff that we do in our sport 
takes a whack on your immune system. So I'm actually being quite mindful not to overdo it. Like, I think it'd be one of those things where I'm trying to make the most out of riding outside when I can, but I don't want to overdo it and then put a strain on my immune system and then open myself up to uh, to getting poorly. And in terms of injury, I'm far more likely to injure myself falling off rollers at home than I am actually out riding on the road. I've got a mate that, right, so seriously, he, he, this is true. It's going to sound like I'm making this up, but he, he can fall off of all sorts of stuff. He once broke his elbow wheeling his bike across the road. He fell over his bike, right? <laughs> fell over, broke his elbow, right? So on his rehab from recovering from it, I shouldn't laugh. I shouldn't laugh. This is Schadenfreude, right? But I shouldn't laugh. But he, um, when he was trying to get fit again, he obviously couldn't ride his bike because he had an arm in plaster, right? So he went out and, um, and he has got his turbo trainer in his, in his shed, right? So he's got flat pedals. I don't know why, but he's got flat pedals on his turbo trainer outside in, in the shed. And he walked down his, his garden. You know when you get like, like, like wet, the grass is wet, so your trainers get wet. So he got on, was doing that, and he was sprinting. He was doing intervals on his, on his turbo and I don't know how he managed to do this, but he slipped off the pedal, kicked the quick release open on his turbo trainer, fell off and broke his other arm falling off inside his garage. I think it's a lesson for all of us there. And of course, uh, Premiership football has been cancelled as well, although that doesn't actually affect Millwall, does it? Um, they've cancelled the, um, the championship, but Millwall were in sniffing distance of the playoffs. And I think... I mean, I've heard of some conspiracy theories before, but is this, it's gone a bit too far just to keep Millwall out of the Premier League. But, you know, I, I don't know, mate. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't write anything off at this stage. I was having a chat with one of my mates earlier and he was like saying about what's going to happen to the race and are they going to be postponed or what thinking that I would know. I wouldn't know. Anyway, they're talking about postponing the Giro Tour de France's then the welters then you come out of that you've got you know the world champs and then it's the you know it's kind of like that's the, how the season's put out so i don't know where you just slot in a three-week grand tour in this but and also if they do slot in a three-week grand tour what what's riders forms going to be like is it going to be if they do get it in we're we going to have a rider that's going to be you know completely like, unexpected to win it or you know yeah, might you never know bardet my, my boy might win. My, he might win something. If it works for Bardet, it works for me. I don't know. Very, very uncertain times. We, we're talking about this, but we are talking about people that, you know, that, that are really unwell or, or, or are losing family members and dying because of this. So I don't know. Well, fingers crossed for the Ruler Classic. Uh, hopefully things might be a little bit clearer by then. Not much social distancing goes on at the uh, Ruler Classic, really, does it? No, definitely not. And that's why I love it so much. No, yeah, it, well, that's in November. So hopefully things would have um, le- levelled out a little bit by then. But I don't know. It's like, how long's a piece of string at the moment? I don't I don't know. Like, my, my little boy's loving it. Because he's going, we're closing the school yet. We're closing the school. So like, he'll think it's great for a little while, but the self isolation and and this staying in and lockdown and stuff, he'll have he'll he'll be over that within a within a few days, I'm sure. And uh, I was telling him to go and enjoy school today because it might be, you know. I feel like I haven't really said anything on this podcast other than I don't know. But I think that might match everyone's opinion about the world at the moment. It's really difficult to make plans. Like I was, I got like press trips cancelled you know contador's bike company a bike that he's been doing with basso there was a press trip launch for that at the end of end of april it was we were supposed to be going to mallorca and then they cancelled that and i'm supposed to be going to mallorca 
at the end of next week with the boys for our annual cycling holiday. Some of my mates call it a training camp. I call it a cycling holiday. If you call it a training camp, it's a bit weird because it's just basically a lad's holiday, but with bikes. And, and that's how it should be. That's been cancelled now. The hotel sent us a message saying that the, the hotel is now closed from the 16th of March until whenever. It's really weird. Like, you know, Adam Blythe has got had his Chapter 3 kit launch. And to do that, we were going to make some content where I was going to ride Paris-Roubaix with him and, and David Miller. And, uh, well, that's not happening now either. <laughs> so it's like... It's just things, things, things that you've really looked forward to are now not happening. And that's not just me. That's every, probably every cyclist listening to this is going, yeah, I mean, I had that planned. That's not going to happen because it's mass, you know, mass participation, whether you've got like power participation, shall I, I'll say it like Sean Connery, but it's like, um, yeah, anything, if you're doing the attack and things like that, what's happened to those things? There you go. All right, Stuart, stay safe. Anyone listening to this, I hope you also find a way to keep riding somehow. We'll be back soon with something to talk about. And there's a Rulo Long Reads podcast in a week's time. <laughs> <laughs>